the one-on-one post-game report. And welcome to the one-on-one post-game report here from the Rose Hill Studios. I'm Kelly Coltis Fordham with a 56-19 victory over Colgate out in Hamilton, New York. And just so you know, for those of you listening on 90.7, as soon as we talk to Coach Moorhead, we'll switch to the Fordham Sacred Heart basketball game. If you want to continue listening to the post-game show, please go to WFUVsports.org and click on Fordham Sports in the top right corner of the screen. You'll have a few minutes of post-game here since it's still before 4 o'clock. But right now, we're going to send it back to the field for Mike and Nick. Guys? Thank you very much, Kelly. And Fordham comes away 56-19 winners, and I'm sure a very cold Joe Moorhead is standing with Matt Morrow. Matt. Matt. And he's standing there with Joe Moorhead. We'll have him in just a sec. We've got him now. Matt with... Coach, Coach before we start, I got to say, I'm terribly sorry about this powering. It's too cold for this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that one coming. They, they got me, so hopefully this doesn't freeze until I get into the locker room. It was certainly well-deserved as your team finishes the year at 11-1 in the regular season. No Fordham team had ever done that in the modern era. What does it mean to be part of a year like that? Uh, it's unbelievable. And, uh, you know, the journey continues, hopefully. Uh, so we'll get in tomorrow at 11, we'll watch the selection show, and hopefully, uh, you know, justice is served and uh, we're selected as an at-large bid. But uh, couldn't be more proud of these kids. They've made history on a, on a weekly basis and done things that, like you said, no team in the uh, – in Florida football history is done, so I couldn't be more proud of them. They've earned it. It's, it. All the credit goes to these players and the assistant coaches. They've done a phenomenal job. One of those guys who deserves a lot of credit all year long is your quarterback, Michael Niebuhr. He returns today. What has he meant to this team all, you know, the whole, entire campaign? The first thing, he's a – the kid's a darn competitor now. And, uh, you know, he wanted to go in the Lafayette game, but it wasn't the right thing to do. The kid was hurt and he hadn't practiced all week, and, you know, I wasn't going to jeopardize him. And I think our, our training staff did a great job holding him out. But that being said, he, he – he, Recovered quickly from surgery. He came back, practiced all week, and you know he had another phenomenal game. So uh, once again, he's as good as his sport cast. So you know he's part of he's part of it, and uh, you know it was a good day for the offense and defense all, all the way around. You know, talk about that defense. You, you wanted the team to come out strong in the second half. You know, how do you feel they did? Do you feel they closed out the right way? Yeah, uh, yeah. The defense came out well. We were a little sloppy, you know, to start off uh, in the third quarter offensively. But we got it rolling. Finished it off as it's you know come down pretty heavy now. You know, watching the selection show tomorrow, you know, what are you hoping for and what do you think your team deserves? I'm just hoping we get in. And uh, you know, after that, tell us who we play and we're gonna go get ready to get our uh, get a playoff win. Absolutely, coach, and coach, congratulations on the terrific season. Thank you very much. Guys back upstairs. Thank you very much, Matt. And so for Fordham a year ago, Joe Moorhead back at Rose Hill said these guys fought their butts off to the last whistle against the Patriot League champions. I'll take Fordham seven days a week. Well, today, Joe Moorhead in a much better position to say he would indeed take Fordham seven days a week. The Rams win over Colgate on a blizzard-like day in the second half. 56-19 the final score for our entire crew here in Hamilton. Thank you so much for listening to the entire regular season. We hope we have a postseason with you. We send it back to Kelly Coltis for the one-on-one postgame report. Thanks, guys. And like we said, welcome back to the Rose Hill Studio. As Mike just said, Fordham with a big 56-19 victory to close out their regular season up in Hamilton, New York, 11-1 on the year. Before we check in on how they got that 56-19 victory, we're going to send it to Anthony Pusick for Scoreboard Around the Country. The one-on-one scoreboard. Game that's real that's close to the end of the third quarter, number 11, South Carolina, still crushing Coastal Carolina 63-7. Number one, Alabama, 28-0 over Chattanooga at the start of the third. 
And a couple games early on in the first quarter, number three Ohio State up 7-0 on Indiana, number five Oregon trailing Arizona 7-0, number two Florida State up 7-0 on Idaho, and number 19 Wisconsin up 3-0 on number 25 Minnesota. A couple of other Patriot League matchups uh, around the league. With 7.29 to go in the fourth quarter, Lafayette is leading Lehigh 50-28, uh, Bucknell is beating VMI 21-17 at the start of the fourth, and Georgetown has defeated Holy Cross 28-21. A couple of other FCS games in action currently. Cornell up 35-28 on Pennsylvania. Murray State up 24-20 on Eastern Kentucky, both of those games early on in the fourth quarter. We have Bryan up 22-16 on Central Connecticut State early on in the fourth. Late in the fourth, it's Campbell 47, Davidson 14. Howard at the start of the fourth leads Hampton 26-21. North Carolina A&T is leading North Carolina Central 28 to nothing early on in the fourth. Gardner-Webb leads Presbyterian 20 to 13 late in the fourth, and at the end of the third, it's number 11 South Carolina 63-7 over Coastal Carolina. With the one-on-one -on -one scoreboard, I'm Anthony Pusick. And welcome back to the one-on-one -on -one postgame show following Fordham's victory over Colgate. 56-19, Fordham finishes 11-1 on the year. Fordham ranked 11th in the coaches' poll, 12th in the sports network before the victory today. We'll be awaiting all that tomorrow at Sunday's selection show. We find out where the Rams will finish in the postgame, uh, postseason, see where they end up there in the rankings. But first, like we said, 56-19 victory over Colgate. We're going to start with some of the highlights, bring Mike and Nick back in for some of their analysis. So let's go all the way back to the beginning of the game. Score was nothing-nothing, and Michael Niebrick was back at center for Fordham. So their offense would be ready to go. Niebrick would go straight to the air, hitting to Bucky Jones for 32 yards. Five plays, and just about a minute later, Carlton Kuntz would take it into the end zone. Niebuhr gets the snap, he hands off, this is Kuntz, has the first down, comes to the right side, moves towards the pylon and in for the end zone. Touchdown, Fordham. Carlton Kuntz, nine yards for the Fordham touchdown with 13.06 to go in the first. And Miranda's extra point would be good, giving Fordham an early 7-0 lead, and as we'll see, that would be one they would not relinquish. Colgate would start without their quarterback, Gavin McCarney, so Jake Melville, a freshman quarterback, would come in, but the Rams' D would hold, stopping them on fourth down. And guys, Mike and Nick, I want to bring you back in here. How big was it just from the start of this game for Colgate to not have Gavin McCarney under center? Oh, it was huge. I mean, you look at the, the type of player that Gavin McCarney is. He averaged, uh, well, he had total 627 yards rushing coming into the game. The entire offense basically centered on his production and what he did as a dual-threat quarterback. And then you bring in a guy, a relatively unknown guy in Jake Melville, a freshman, and we didn't really know what to expect from him coming into the game, and he proved throughout the course of the game to not be as effective in the passing game, and uh, that eventually led to an ineffective offense because they couldn't be they, – they ended up being one-dimensional, and uh, you can't be successful and be one-dimensional against this Fordham defense. Like Nick said, they're very ineffective offense, so on their turnover on downs, Fordham would take over with great field position at the Colgate 40. Within four plays, Niebrick would get the Rams down to the Raiders 14, where he would find Brian Wetzel for the first time today. Niebrick back into the gun. Solano in for light. He gets the snap. He rolls right. It's a bubble screen. This is Wetzel on his feet at the 15. Comes to the near side. He's going to run it in easily to the end zone for the touchdown. Brian Wetzel, 14 yards for the Fordham touchdown, and the Rams ahead. 13-0 over Colgate with 9.23 to go in the first. And the extra point would be good, so the Rams would have a 14-0 lead. Colgate would then attempt to answer on their next drive, but Melville would miss fire on first down. First down and 10 for the Raiders from their own 41-yard line. 
Getting the snap is Melville. He looks to the right, throws over the middle, and it is intercepted by Jake Rodriguez. He runs up the far sideline and gets knocked out of bounds at the 30. So once again, Niebuhr would get the ball at the Colgate 31. He would be sacked, but that wouldn't stop the offense. He would drive them 29 yards to the two where Coons would take over. From the two-yard line, here's a handoff. This Coons up the middle, and he dives forward into the end zone for the touchdown. Two yards for Carlton Coons. The Rams on the board again, and we've got the early stages of a blowout in Hamilton. It's 20-0 Fordham with 7.55 to go in the first. So with the Rams up 21-0, Colgate would get the ball with 7.55 left in the first, but they would have another three and out. A punt would have the Rams down inside their own 20, but on second and 12, Niebrick would find Tabucky for the length of the field. The shotgun, Niebrick play action, he drops back, he's looking, stepping up, fires it deep down the field for Tabucky, he makes the catch at the 40, stays on his feet, angling the far side to the 10, and into the end zone for the touchdown. 87 yards as he outran Josh Ford the length of the field to the end zone. Touchdown Fordham, 27-0 with 5.46 to go in the first. And the extra point make it 28-0, so we'd see four drives, four touchdowns for this Rams offense. Mike, what, what did you see there? How high-powered was this offense to start the game? I think was the best just I think it was the best performance for the Fordham offense by far all season I mean they had some great performances Colgate comes to mind but or sorry Columbia comes to mind but this was unreal four quick drives the Rams had whatever they wanted rushing passing anything they wanted was theirs and they took advantage they they stayed balanced and you know in plays like that to Bucky Jones play he, he was just the fastest guy on the field right there and he he outran everybody that was an impressive start all right, now before we continue with the post game, this is for those of you listening to the game on 90.7 FM. It's time for us to join the Fordham Sacred Heart Basketball just a bit, just about to get underway at the Rose Hill Gym. However, we will continue with an extended post game show. If you'd like to continue listening to this post game show, please go to WFUVSports.org and click on Fordham Sports in the top right corner of the screen. Click on the appropriate link, and you can continue to hear the post-game show. Once again, that's WFUVSports.org. Click on Fordham Sports in the top right corner of the screen to continue listening to this post-game show. Now we send you to the Fordham Sacred Heart basketball game. And welcome back here online on WFUVSports.org. Once again, Mike just talked about their Fordham. Four drives, four touchdowns, 28-0 lead for Fordham in the first quarter. Colgate would then get the ball back at their own 22. Melville would find some life with his legs on this drive, breaking off an 11-yard run. Three plays later, a 40-yard pass would get the Raiders to the Rams 2, and then Colgate would find the end zone for the first time today. Second and goal from inside the one. Melville gets the snap, and he hands it off up the middle and in for the touchdown. One yard is Demetrius Russell, his ninth touchdown on the ground this season. And Colgate finally gets on the board 28-6. Fordham with the lead, 225 to go in the first. So the Rams lead would be cut 28-7 there with, as Mike said, 255 left in the first. They would get the ball back at their own 32, but for the first time today, the Rams would go three and out. Colgate would then get the ball back, and they would drive up to midfield, but the Raiders would be stopped there. The Rams would then start deep in their own territory at the three after the punt, but an 11-yard pass and then a 14-yard pass to Bucky Jones, followed by a 39-yard pass to Jala, would get the Rams all the way down to the Colgate 32. Five plays later, it'd be Brian Wetzel once again. 
Coons on the left side of Niebrick in the shotgun. Niebrick calling out the protection scheme and now stepping back into the gun. Wetzel and Jones to the right. Ajala to the left. Second and goal from the Colgate five. Niebrick gets the snap. He throws over the middle, and there he is, Brian Wetzel, on the slant route, makes the catch for the Fordham touchdown. So Fordham would go up 35-7 with 8.41 to go until half. Colgate would go three and out once again. They would punt it to Brian Wetzel at his own 19, where he would take it to the house from there. Armiento gets the ball and boots it away, and this is a high spiraling tip in the air ball that falls down to Wetzel at the 19. Rushes up the middle. He's got a lot of room across the 35. Gets by the kicker now up the far sideline. Goes down to the 20. He's going to outrun everybody into the end zone for the score. Brian Wetzel's third touchdown of the game. This one on a punt return. Now after the extra point, Fordham would be up 42-7. to Like Mike said on Wetzel's third score, I want to bring the guys back in. How impressive was Brian Wetzel today? This was Brian Wetzel's finest moment. I think he really, really played well last week against Lafayette, but he made a critical error, a fumble in the first quarter, and I know he was shooting himself in the foot for that all week. And then to come here and put up, I think he finished, I guess, with four touchdowns with the one late in the fourth quarter. Uh, this probably was the most complete game Brian Wetzel's played as a Ram, yardage aside, because I, I think it probably wasn't that high, but this was a really, really good game for Brian Wetzel, who is no average third weapon. Well, we'll hear more about Brian Wetzel in just a little bit, but after his third score, Colgate would get the ball back, and once again, they would go three and out, a very common theme here for the Raiders. Fordham would get the ball back at their own 24, but two plays later, Michael Niebrick would be picked off. Colgate would get the ball in Rams territory, but a sack would end the drive there. So Fordham once again would take over at their own 19, but they wouldn't get it very far because there'd be another interception from Michael Niebrick, something we don't see too often. But the Rams D would hold the Raiders, so the score would remain 42-7 at halftime. Nick, what were some of your thoughts there at halftime with the Rams lead up 35 points? Well, I thought it was a very impressive offensive performance considering how they were coming out of a loss for the first time this season. You didn't really know how were they going to respond. Were they going to have a hangover effect or were they going to come out firing? Well, we found out that they were going to come out firing, and it was very, very impressive. And I just remember looking at the scoreboard and thinking, oh, man, this is going to be a long game. We might score 100 points in this one. <laughs> it just that's, that's the type of offensive firepower that, that they brought in the early portion of this game. But also at the same time, there were some things that Fordham could improve upon in the second half. Obviously, uh, penalties were a little bit of a problem in the first half of the game that kept it from being a total domination. Uh, it was domination, but it <laughs> kept it from being a 50-point a margin uh, going into halftime. But uh, definitely a very impressive output, and uh, you see the true effect of uh, what Michael Niebrick does to this offense that was on display in the first half. Now Colgate would start the qu third quarter with the ball at their own 20, and they would try to get something moving. On third and four, Melville would get it out to O'Connell, but he would cough it up there. Third down and four from the 39 of Colgate, getting the snap. Melville, under pressure from Apostolopoulos, runs away, fires it deep up the near side, and O'Connell makes the catch, loses the football, and it's picked up by Fordham. So Fordham would take over at their own 35 after the turnover, but they'd be stopped near midfield after a sack of Niebrick on third down. Colgate once again get a chance with the ball at their own 15, but once again another three and out. So they would punt, and the punt would go down to the Fordham 44 where the Rams would start their drive. But two plays later, there was another turnover from Michael Niebrick. Niebrick six yards behind Mazzara in the gun. Koontz moves to his right hip. 
Second down and two from the 48 of Colgate. 7.30 to go third quarter. Fordham ahead by 35. Play action. Bubble screen, and it's dropped in the backfield. It looks like the ball went off his hand behind him and was a fumble that's picked up by Victor Steffen. So, Mike, you know, it was a great offensive day for Fordham and Niebrick, but he did have three turnovers. What did you see there on his latest one? Yeah, the latest one, I, I don't I don't think the ball was all that slick. It wasn't really snowing yet at that point. I think it just kind of fell out. And, and when you look at the other two, he was throwing into a really stiff wind. And if I had to guess, the spiral wasn't overly tight. Maybe he just didn't get a lot on it. And those were deep curls, which are easy to get jumped if the ball hangs up there. And in both cases, on those picks, it did. It's something Coach Moore had alluded to to Matt Morrow at half, so... Uh, that one is definitely one you can fix. The other two, uh, just more of a case of, of being a bit unlucky and throwing a, a route that maybe you shouldn't throw into the wind into what was a very harsh wind right in his face. So luckily for the Rams, Colgate wouldn't be able to capitalize once again going three and out. Fordham wouldn't do much better getting stopped near midfield, but the Raiders would come in and block the punt, giving their offense great field position at the Fordham 24. Four plays later, backup running back Travlin would find the end zone. Two receivers split wide side of the field right. A double running back set. Melville gets. He hands off. It's a run to the near side towards the goal line. Travelin is into the end zone for the score. However, the Rams would block the extra point, so it would be Fordham up 42 to Colgate 13 at this point in time. The Raiders would kick off to the Rams 26, and a steady six-play drive would move the offense down to the Raiders 4, where Niebrick would find his tight end. First and goal from the Colgate four. Two receivers on either side. Nobody in the backfield. Taking it is Niebrick. Throws over the middle. It's caught by Light towards the goal line. He's into the end zone for the touchdown. Dan Light, the Fordham tight end. Four yards for the Rams score. And it's 48-13 Fordham with 14.53 to go in the fourth. And Miranda would make the extra point. Fordham would then have a 49-13 lead. Mike, you mentioned it during the game. Miranda coming in. Now he was the all-time leader in Fordham for points uh, after the touchdown. How impressive was it for him today to go perfect on points after, considering the wind and the bad conditions you were talking about? I, I will note he's actually still, I believe, two points short of the record, but he does have the PAT record, gotcha. uh, which, which you're alluding to. Um, you know, luckily for him, it was. Oh, it seems like we lost Mike and Nick there. But I think what Mike was trying to get to was saying, you know, Miranda has the PAT record now for Fordham. So a really impressive day for him, especially with the snowy conditions, which we'll get to later. There was a huge kickoff for oh, – Mike, if you want to come back on, I think we got your signal back. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think my, my point is made. It was a, a stiff wind mainly going right to him, and, and so that kind of helps. It wasn't blowing it left or right. So then Fordham, like we said, up 49-13. A huge kickoff return for Colgate would get them down to the Rams 37. On the first play, though, another mistake for Melville. So the Rams would take over at midfield, and Koontz would rush for 10. Niebrick would find Tabucky for 14. And then Koontz would take over the drive, rushing seven times before Niebrick found his favorite red zone target today. Niebrick in the shotgun with 10.33 to go in the fourth. Fordham had 49-13. In the shotgun, getting the snap, looking left, play fake, throws deep, near side, Wetzel makes the catch in the back pylon for the touchdown. His fourth touchdown of the game. Fordham now up 56-13 with under 12 minutes left in the game. Colgate would get the ball again, but they would once again punt it away. The Rams would pull their starters with under 10 to go, with snowy conditions blowing around. The second team Ram offense would go three and out. 
So Colgate would start at their own 11 after the punt. They would be able to drive the length of the field, including a few long runs by Travlin and Melville. Melville would find Quaza in the air, getting down into Fordham territory. Travlin would run it all the way down to the Rams 16, and on third down, Melville would go back to Quaza. Melville gets the ball first and goal from the five. He looks, he fades deep out the far side. It's caught in the end zone by Quaza for the touchdown. He caught it over Brett Beestick, who is in coverage. And Colgate gets on the board with 29 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. The Raiders would try to go for a two-point conversion, but that would be no good. Brett Beestick would break up that play. So the Rams would get the ball back, and they'd run out the clock. Coach Moorhead would get a Gatorade bath, and he would see his team win 56-19 over the Raiders. So, guys, I'm going to move on to your players of the game. Who were they for you on both sides of the ball? Well, I think for me, uh, looking at the Colgate side of the ball, it's got to be James Travelin. I, I mean, looking at it, what he did for this team, he gave them a spark towards the second half of this game. 64 yards on the ground, netted 64 yards, and he had a touchdown uh, in the first half or first uh, minutes of the fourth quarter in this one, uh, sparking a, a Colgate offense that gave them some life in this game. And then moving over to the Fordham side of the ball, I think it really comes down to two players, and, and that's Michael Niebrick and uh, Brian Wetzel. I'm going to go with Brian Wetzel first, and I'm sure Michael Watts over here is going to go with Michael Niebrick <laughs> later I on have in this now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think if you look at Brian Wetzel, what he was able to do, especially in the punt return game, that was, that was just a beautiful punt return. And uh, I believe that was – well, he, he totaled 100 and – 109 yards on the punt return, and uh, that particular punt down, touchdown punt return was 81 yards. And uh, receiving, he had 73 yards receiving, three touchdowns. He was just the man for this uh, Fordham receiving team, that or Fordham offense that just has so many weapons, he often gets overshadowed. So it was great to see him break out today and uh, have a big scoring day through the air. Yeah, and don't forget that that's now 13 touchdowns on the season for Brian Wetzel receiving, which... Uh, I mean, we're acting like he's the ugly stepchild of, of the group, but in reality... Very impressive uh, numbers. He, yeah, absolutely, and he's nearing 1,000 yards, which would be you know, a third 1,000-yard receiver. So Brian Wetzel certainly deserving. I think Michael Niebrick, the three, inter, three uh, pardon, the two interceptions, the one fumble, so three turnovers was a bit uh, concerning, but uh, five touchdowns, nearly 400 yards. He completed at a high clip. Uh, you know, was able to get the team off the field for the fourth <laughs> quarter, the first team offense, which is always good. So for Fordham, I think Niebrick's the guy, but Koontz is going to get shafted because he had two TDs and 150 yards rushing. Uh, meanwhile, on the other side, uh, I really thought Vinny Russo played a great game on defense for Colgate. Uh, the middle linebacker uh, had a sack, a, a tackle for a loss or two, uh, second or third on the team in tackles at, at the stat sheet I looked at earlier. And uh, was making plays on special teams. He he had a very nice game. Didn't get uh, maybe the the you know <laughs> scoring defense he wanted, but uh, he was very solid. So credit to him. And uh, you know Fordham really uh, really took it to a Colgate team that last year uh, had their number. And now, guys, before we let you go, you know, final score today, big victory for them, 56-19 over Colgate. We're going into Selection Sunday tomorrow for the FCS playoff picture. Fordham ranked 11-12 and 12 in the polls coming into today's game. How do you think they finish out after this big victory today? Well, I think they made a, a very solid case for 
making the playoffs. It's a very impressive win, 56-19, to 19, a bunch of style points you throw in there if that is such a thing. But, uh, you know, if just looking at this season as a whole, 11 victories, only one loss. And, of course, it looks like Lafayette is on their way to winning the Patriot League. So you, you look at that loss and you say, hey, maybe that team wasn't that bad. They have a freshman quarterback in there now who's playing exceptionally well. And, uh, you know, that's not a, not a terrible loss to have on your resume. But you look at the quality wins that this team has had throughout the course of this year. Lehigh, Temple, Villanova. And then, you know, to go 11-1 and in, this, in a game like this, in a season like this, uh, I think it looks very impressive. And the, the fact that they've been able to win in some of these games, in, the, in some of the styles that they have, putting up 50 points and winning the close games, uh, you know, Bucknell game that was close, a Holy Cross game that was close. So I think this is a team that is making a solid case for the playoffs, and I, and I expect their name to be called uh, as we head into Selection Sunday tomorrow. Yeah, and I, I would go as far as to say that Fordham is – I'd be shocked if they didn't get a home game. It's it's almost a lock at this point because they aren't going to move down in the polls on a 56-19 win. Uh, on the other hand, a couple teams ahead of them lost today. I know Coastal Carolina is a team that uh, is playing an FBS opponent, but – uh, frankly, Fordham beat theirs, and Coastal Carolina didn't. Admittedly, South Carolina is better than Temple, but that's uh, you know a case where you know maybe they move below Fordham in a few people's eyes, and Fordham maybe ekes out a bye week. It's not completely uh, unheard of. There's still some more finals yet to come in. Maine, I know, lost to New Hampshire today. So really, there's a fair number of things that are yet to come out. And once those become clear, Fordham may end up not playing next week, and it may be a good thing. Well, guys, you know, we'll keep our eyes on all those scores and the FCS action going on. Hopefully you'll be listening to that, too, on your trip home from Hamilton, New York. Don't get stuck in the snow up there. Uh, yeah, we'll try not to. Yeah, the, you can't see the Colgate logo on the field anymore. I'm oh, scared. I'm well, scared. It's quite a blizzard up here. Well, have <laughs> a safe Joe trip home, can drive. Make yeah, sure Matt Morrow you. warms up, you know, after his element day on the sideline. I'm sure he's been having a great time outside there. Yeah, um, we'll, he's we'll not sure looking to, good. We'll be sure to get him some hot chocolate. They got some left in here. Oh, so. good. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. All right, thanks, guys. And once again, the final score of today's game, 56 for the Fordham Rams, 19 for the Colgate Raiders. The executive producer of Fordham Football is Bob Ahrens. The producer of today's game has been Nolan Silvernagel. Our supervising producer has been Julian Atienza. The field engineer and producer has been Eric Malo. Our studio engineer is Bobby Gubin. Thanks to Fordham Sports Director, Information Director Joe DeBarry and his staff for all of their assistance and helping our guys get home safe from Hamilton. Tomorrow is Selection Sunday to see which FCS football teams have made the national playoffs. And folks, we'll be airing a special Sunday edition of Monday Night Quarterback, our weekly Fordham football show with head coach Joe Moorhead. We will be providing a video stream of the team watching the FCS selection process. The live broadcast starts at 11 a.m. on FordhamSports.com with, with the selection process beginning at 11.30 a.m. An audio-only version will be available on WFUVSports.org. We'll see where our Rams end up, like we said, 11 and 12 in the polls before today's victory. But until those times, from Mike Watts and Nick Legerfo, Matt Morrow battling the elements on the sidelines, Anthony Pusick with the updates, highlight supervisor DJ Sixsmith, and highlight producer Emily Volcher. This is Kelly Coltis. Have a great evening, everyone. Fordham Rams football is a production of WFUV Sports.